Welcome, Familia. How's it going? Thank you for tuning in to Remember, a podcast with me, Sophia, dedicated to the remembrance of the wisdom that is innate within all of us, within ourselves our blood, the water that makes up our body, it's the same water that feeds the trees, makes up the lakes and the rivers, the same water that dripped off of your great, 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 great grandma's brow. Go ahead and take a big deep breath in. Hold the tuning, the frequency to the space. Exhale, let it go. Of course, you don't need to do this, but you'll receive more of a benefit if you do. Inhale. Hold. Have you even consciously breathed once today? Maybe this is your opportunity. Let it go. Bring it back in. Fill up your abdomen. Hold at the top. With some sound, just let it go. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Wonder how everyone's living out there. How's your life experience? Kind of just flowing through our day-to-day, labeling things, creating little milestones to get to, to celebrate ourselves or celebrate someone else. It's like we play these little daily games in this earth school that we're in. We set up these little mazes for ourselves to go through and then when we reach the end of the maze we're like yes i fucking did it i made it through the maze woohoo yeah <laughs> we do that with finding ourselves we pretend we lost ourselves or lost some part of us or we need to go through a linear experience of a b and c in order to get d I finally did this for so many years and now I'm here. Woo, I finally did it. I love, there's nothing wrong with this. I love these smile markers for myself. I get to look back and see how far I've come and how I used to be compared to how I am now. And I celebrate the fuck out of myself. And I think these things are just part of the human experience. Just part of playing a human in time for a little freaking blip. We're literally here for a blip. It seems long because we're in a human body with a brain that clocks time. And we're like, fuck, man, the days, the hours. We quantify this experience of time. So it can may, it may seem like we live a quote-unquote long life. And to us, maybe it is. To one individual person, maybe it is. But 
we are also non-linear, multidimensional beings. So we exist outside of time. And our human brain cannot possibly fully comprehend that. <laughs> and what the fuck am I even saying? Like, I don't even know anything that I just said. So let's move on into the podcast because we're in time. Yeah. It's my new hit single, In Time by Sophia. Coming out soon. So the reason I was inspired to hop on today and let this flow is a statement that I heard that just sparked a whole neural network in my being. And my body usually tells me when to record something. So I listen because it's not just for my own human's benefit, but for anyone who listens, who's open to receiving. Because a lot of what I speak of is relative to everyone on one layer. And I feel safe to make that generalization <laughs> so I heard the saying pay attention pay attention and it kind of just blew me away for a moment because I realized that's what we're doing we're paying with our awareness with our attention because that's the most valuable form of currency that is out there, our own awareness. Through what comes through our unique channel, whether it's through a desire or a visualization or a dream, we can actualize it into existence. But I will get more into that the more esoteric, spiritual, awareness-based magnetizing stuff later. So let's just start with the basics. Think of your day. Okay, so you wake up in the morning. Where does your mind typically go right away? Maybe you go to your phone. Maybe that's the first thing that you do. Or maybe you instantly wake up and start thinking about all of the things you have to do that day. Or maybe you get up and you go right into a morning routine or a morning practice. What are you buying with your awareness for that day, for the start of your day? You're basically paying for that experience. <laughs> if you look at awareness as currency, because it is. Um, Okay, so you get up, you move about your day, your morning, whatever energy that you're in and that you're expressing and that you're maybe believing that you are, if it's frustration, if it's anger, if it's happiness, if you believe you are that, you're full in on the investment. You just are that thing and you flow with the expressions of frustration. So you wake up frustrated. Maybe you get on your phone, your awareness is going right into the phone, it's getting programmed with everyone else's images, everyone else's words. Okay, side note lately, it's everyone else's what you should and should not do. I'm like, oh my God, am I getting triggered because I am that? Like, do I do that? Because 
you shouldn't do shit. So even anything that I say is just based on my own reflection. I'm really talking to myself. So you're taking in all of this information. You're programming your brain. You're starting your day off this way. Maybe your energy's in frustration. Maybe even before that. Going into your phone isn't supporting and shifting that. You could pay for a different experience. Maybe do some meditation. Maybe whatever is supportive for you. Anyway, so you get up. I wonder if you can hear the squawking bird in the background. You start to radiate that energy outwards. Maybe you're believing that you are frustration. So if you believe that, then you just are frustrated. Maybe you spill your coffee. Oh, there's more evidence to be frustrated. Maybe you spill something on your shirt. Maybe you're in a rush, 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 and you're late, or <clears throat> nothing's going quote-unquote right or how you're attached to seeing it go through for your attached ideal experience. So then more evidence as to why frustration reigns. But what if you're paying for that experience of frustration? What if you're paying for that? At first, the mind could think, I'm not paying for that. This is just what's happening this happened, this happened, I didn't sleep well, da-da-da-da-da, basically at the effect of life. Instead of owning creatorship, we one is at the effect of whatever life brings, just thrown around by the waves. What's next? Maybe there's traffic. Fuck, there's another piece of evidence to be in this frequency to buy this frequency, to buy this experience. So at any moment, one can shift. In each and every moment of the day, there are endless possibilities. There are endless streets one can walk down. But when one is fully immersed in the experience, they believe they are that energy. So we'll continue with frustration. One believes they are frustration versus let me give you a, a separate context versus observing what the body may be experiencing oh i'm experiencing this energy of what i would potentially label frustration but when we shift to the observer there is an experience of freedom of peace of comedy of beauty of magic all of these things within the experience it's not one or the other. So when we when one is identified with the the expression of the body. Okay, it's more of a linear timeline. I'm going to try to use not so abstract words. But when one can shift and observe one realizes that it can be both and it's not one or the other. When one is identified with the frequencies of sensation frustration, anger, even happiness, the opposite end of the spectrum, then it's a, a limited experience. Have you ever been super happy and just ah ecstatic? And then maybe you get into a funk of sadness or anger. That feels like a huge gap. 
And when we're identified with the happiness or identified with the opposite end of the vibrational spectrum, then there's a long way to quote unquote fall or to rise between the two because we label them as these hierarchical experiences. So when I use the term, the opposite end of the spectrum, it's still one line on the single playing field. <laughs> like It's still the right side of my finger and the left side. So it's just the same finger, but just in use of this conversation. So when I'm in an experience of frustration, I'm believing I am it, it seems maybe the awareness that I could shift my experience isn't even in the moment. But maybe if I do shift to the observer of the experience, I'm not even making it wrong and it doesn't have a hold or a grasp on me. And I address life from that space. So I said, there are endless opportunities and choice points in every moment, right? So in this moment here, I'm feeling a certain type of way. I can project it on someone. I can go do a practice, some breath work to shift it. I can go for a run. I can just generate gratitude through practices. There are endless choice points, but Jeremiah, who I've spoken of, if you if you listen to these podcasts in order, it's really a buildup, I think, in some ways. There are a lot of layers to each of the podcasts, and in one timeline, it's a buildup. So I love what he said, and I've been using it more and more, is that for him, there's only ever two choices. That's it. There's no, it's an illusion of more choices, Okay but there's only ever two choices in every moment. And for him, it's either in the ego or in God, in contraction or expansion, which is love or fear. These things sound so cliche, right? Love or fear, ego or God. But basically when we distill it down, that's what it is. And God is not some man that's going to hover down unless you believe that's what God is and awesome, cool. But God in this essence is the most realized version of self. The expansion, expansive, most realized version of self that exists in unity, in full knowing, resting in that space. So in each moment, you can pay to strengthen the ego or to strengthen the pathways and connections that allow one to rest in God. Last year, I, I still didn't like, oh my God, it was this year. I still didn't like to use the word God. And I was leading a container at the beginning of the year, an online course, and I started to switch and tell the people in the group, I'm going to use this term God now. I never liked to use it. I always said spirit, creator, universe, quantum realm, because to me, they're all one and the same. 
but I finally understood what God was outside of Christianity and outside of religious terms. And I realized that was an energy and a space that I visited quite frequently. This whole time I've been searching, like, I don't really know, like, God, like some people say they know God. I know the universe, I know the quantum realm, but there was still like this slight piece in my field of like, what is this expression? So it was really with Jeremiah. Do you hear this purring giddy? <laughs> Man, the animals and insects love to come in when I'm recording. But it was really with Jeremiah how I got to realize that God is a field that I rest in, in the experiences that I deem most magical, most peaceful, most expansive. It's really that state that underneath all expression I strive to be in. And it's a state of peace. I experience it as a state of peaceful, I guess you could say joy. Because I'm finding more and more, especially with him as my witness, I mean, last week I was, I had a day, I was in extreme happiness. I had a lot of high energy moving through me and I was expressing it through like, yeah, happy, I'm da, 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 da. But then the next day, it when my energy was more stabled out or a little bit quote unquote lower, it made it seem like something was quote unquote wrong. I'm like, oh my God, what what happened? I noticed my mind looking around like what did I eat last night man maybe there's something in the field I'm feeling so dense and heavy it creates it's a pendulum swing it's one side of the pendulum swing in us as a society we're really trained to pay frequencies of like happiness and high level vibration over lower level vibration but every time we pay for that with our awareness we're intensifying the other end of the spectrum too it's the pendulum swing. So I found the space of God, this pathway, to be when I'm just resting in the neutral space, the space of the observer. It's everything I talk about, but it's just it, a lot clicked when I'm like, oh, this is the realm of God. It's when we're holding the screaming baby. If we have our inner self is really triggered or upset, we can become that experience and that's what we're paying for, that experience fully with all of our awareness or we can kind of shift out to observe it and to kind of hold it energetically, hold our own self and allow ourselves to move through that expression. We're not shoving anything down. It's just energy can move through that much more easily when we're not constantly paying for it to be our reality. If I'm observing my human experiencing a sensation of anger, I can move it through accordingly versus if I believe I am anger. Do you understand what I'm saying with this? And when I'm interacting with my human from the resting space of God, every moment it's like there it's no effort it's not like oh i'm in anger again or oh i'm in this thing again or oh god i gotta try to like shift out of this it's none of that's there it's just like a peace that i move through life in and not only that in that space since there's no hierarchy of emotions 
even sadness or anger is encompassed in that state of peaceful contentment. There's also no hierarchy of experience in that space, which means since I'm not operating in the paradigm of dualistic ping-ponging, meaning highs and lows internally and externally, if we operate in such highs and lows internally, we're constantly seeking that externally. So external, I want to do something fun, woo, roller coasters, traveling. Uh, I'm not saying just, this is just my way of explaining it. And I'll give my own terms. I'm not saying any of this is wrong or bad or talking down on any of this, but we'll want to have those external experiences that generate those emotions and, and experiences of extreme highs. I've really reached a point where I don't seek those things. Everything becomes this sensation of quote unquote fun or fulfillment. When I rest in God, when I choose to pay that space with my awareness, instead of cycling and what's wrong, what's not working, how shitty my body feels, any of that, if I choose to be the observer of that and rest in the realm of God, of expansion, of peace, of contentment, then authentically, there's no, like I was just saying, there's no hierarchy of experience. Meaning, cleaning the kitchen is so fucking fulfilling and expanding and like resting in joyful bliss. Joyful bliss, I'm finding that for me, I'm trying to find words to explain this peace that I rest in when I'm in that realm. Because it's not happiness and ecstaticness and excitement. Even though I, no I notice when that flows in and out. And I'm, I'm working on stabilizing that frequency. It's so joyful bliss for me still rests in peace. Just like the whole moment, even when I'm grieving from that space, grieving a death. It's like the most beautiful human experience. I talk about grief often. Grief is, I believe, my favorite experience as a human of emotion, of emotion. Um, so there's no hierarchy of experience. So walking outside to garden or doing something that my, my being loves to engage in to express herself, whether it's creating earrings or it's carving with wood or playing with bones <laughs> Or, you know, putting that energy into a client call or a retreat. There's no hierarchy. One of them doesn't produce an energy that another moment doesn't. It makes life to the ego more boring because the ego is really addicted to the pendulum swing. It's the illusion of progress. 
or the illusion of it's it's like the highs and lows that come with experience so when i would do kundalini classes online twice a week on facebook live i would be afraid a lot of the time i think i might have talked about this i always do this <laughs> like did i already fucking say this shit on another one um so when I would be doing kundalini classes, I would, you know, go through this whole thing of fear and I would cycle in the fear. Sometimes I would shift into the observer of it. I'm like, oh, honey, we've got this. But mostly I would shift back into like, oh, no, I can't do this. Oh, my gosh, I'm so afraid. Da -da -da -da. What if I fuck up? Oh, my God, I don't want to. And then I would do it and then I'd be in the high of it afterwards. Like, you did it. Oh, my God, it was amazing. Fuck yeah, go you. So part of me loved that dance deep down subconsciously, the drama, the ping-ponging. Even on service level, I'd be like, I can't wait till the day comes when I'm not afraid. Because when that day came, that's when I realized, oh, wow, th this is boring to my being. I'm like, oh, yep, just the class. Here we go. Sit down, do the class. All right, done. Not like it's oh, nah, another class, but just it's level. It's neutral. There's no high and low charge. It's not a thing. I didn't create it into this thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing a class. All right, done. And then I was like, whoa, what's that sensation? Oh, wow, my my body feels bored with that. Like, it almost wants to create the drama to go through that. Because then the praise I give myself afterwards, it's like climbing to the top of the mountain and then patting yourself on the back. But what if you're really walking in, pl in place and just creating tension in yourself like oh I'm climbing up the mountain yay I made it but you really are on the same ground and you didn't move anywhere you just created the illusion of progress and Jeremiah shout out to you because I'm just seeing as I speak how much of who you are comes through me now that concept was first brought to me by him the illusion of progress and it blew my fucking mind because I do that with myself okay I do that with myself I'm very experiential I'll get something on a cellular level and it will be my knowing already okay so some people need to like some people read books they get the concepts but it's not anchored in knowing in their body so I have the gift all of us do, all of us do really of having something drop in as a knowing but I have this part of me that loves the drama that needs to experience it. I have to go out and do the thing. So I'll have a knowing that the fucking fire is hot and not to touch it. Like it's a knowing in every cell of my body. But I'm like, nope, I have to touch it. <laughs> so that's something I'm moving through. So I'll go through the illusion of progress to get to that knowing that I already knew. I love to do that. I've done it my whole life. I'll usually do it in, I need to go travel to this place for a few weeks. I need to da-da-da and have all these things happen. And then I'll look back and say, see, that had to happen. Or I would have never met blah, blah, blah. I would have never learned blah, blah, blah. I always justify it. That's the thing. We can find golden gems on any path we choose. Any path we choose. If I choose to drink myself into a coma for the next month, Every night I'm like chugging alcohol, going into a coma, whatever. At the end of that month, I will tell you 
how I needed to go through that and how it benefited me in the golden gems because each moment of life provides gems for us. They do. No path is quote unquote wrong, even though one might look at that in a dualistic perspective and say how wrong that path is. So I choose that and I go through that and I'm like, see, I had to go through that so I can authentically sit here and choose that I'm complete with drinking. So it's like the illusion of progress, even though a month ago I knew that, I just wasn't ready to choose it. And the thing I really trick myself with a lot is that I need more time before I can authentically choose it, which I've proven myself through evidence that that is quote unquote true for me. Because, you know, I'll be like, I'm finally ready to do it. But the thing is, that sensation that we all think we're going to wake up with doesn't come. We have to generate it. Oh, one day I'll be ready. One day it's not going to come. Okay, wow. Another freaking thing that I'm realizing this moment with, with Jeremiah that I didn't realize until right now is that you don't have, it doesn't have to be so extreme. So in our mind, if it's like, I have to leave this partner and then the whole body's like, fuck no, there's no way I'm ready. I haven't exhausted all resources. I need to try. You can begin to make baby steps. Like, okay, what does this relationship take to quote unquote work? Or do you know what I mean? So take baby steps. Or if it's like, I, let's not use that example. Let's use I'm going to start working out every single day. Okay. You keep pushing it off each day. One day I'll be ready. Tomorrow I'll be ready. Thinking that you'll wake up being ready, but that sensation doesn't come. It's not like you roll out of bed and you're like, I'm ready. Yes. See here. The inspiration is here. Yes. I knew it was going to come. One day, it's like we're setting such a gap between us and the goal. So you can, gosh, and I, I say this to my clients, so I don't know why right now in this moment, it's like blowing my mind a little bit to remember this. I think it's because Jer was just saying this to me, but you can take a single step. Maybe the next day you wake up and you put on your new running shoes and then you walk around the house. Maybe you don't even walk around the house. Maybe you just put them on your feet. The next day you put them on, you walk to your end of your driveway and back. The next day you walk to the end of the street and back. The mind thinks, no, that, that doesn't do anything. I have to be running and I have to be running five days a week to get to the goal that I'm attached to getting. We set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. We're paying to have this experience. So can we put our awareness in gentleness, in ease, in really, what word am I looking, am I looking for? Um, I can't think of the word, but realistic expectations. I, that's not the word, but if maybe you know what I'm saying. Can we set ourselves up for meeting the goal that we'd like to embody. You know, why are we embodying this? Is it authentic? 
Yeah, okay, so let's work with our sweet self. Walk to the end of the street and come back. The next day, walk two feet further. It doesn't have to go from one extreme to the next. And that's when we get to rewire our brain when we anchor in a different way. Because the brain's like, I need to have it all and I need to have it all yesterday. That's why we usually go to such extremes. There's someone in my field who eats a lot at the end of the night. Eats a ton and then has this reoccurring dialogue in loop that when they wake up, it's like, I feel heavy. I feel fat. I da 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 da. And then they create this whole morass that they have to try to overcome and move through to show up for the day. So then the extreme will be I'm cutting down to only one meal a day. I'm not eating six hours before bed. And it's like, okay, that's kind of unrealistic and extreme for yourself, like throwing yourself into boot camp. Why don't you just for now say, I'm not going to eat two hours before bed or even one baby steps with yourself. Baby steps. And then it's like, so are those actions taken because you authentically do not want to eat that much before bed or because you're paying with your awareness for the experience of how fat you think you look? Because that's with this person I'm referring to, that's the main thing that always comes up even throughout the day. I can't eat. I have to stop eating so much. Look how fat I am. Oh, I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm fat. So they're literally paying for that experience with their awareness, paying to have this experience as if let's put our awareness into dollars and here you go, universe, here's $500 for another day of operating in this system. Now, anchoring in a new system is not quote unquote easy. Otherwise we do it all the time in a flash. Oh, I want to shift to this system done. It takes effort. It really takes dedication effort, awareness, energy to anchor in new neural pathways. So the longer that you pay for something, you're paying for this structure to be created and strengthened. So the structure is in your brain. It generates a whole neural network. So the more that you choose that, that you pay for that, the signals wire and fire into those decisions, creating feelings in the body. I've I've spoken of this a lot. They generate thinking, feeling loops where those hardwired pathways that continue to strengthen every time they're used ignite sensations in the body and then the body ignites sensations in the brain or the, the um, firing in the brain of those neural pathways. So they sync up. So the more that one uses them, the more that it strengthens. So it's like every time you're paying for that experience, you're adding another nail into the house that has been created mentally to hold that. So it takes effort to begin building a new house because you're first creating the foundation. That's why it's important to be aware of why you're setting this goal for yourself. How are you going to direct your energy and your awareness to see this goal actualize in a way that's loving to your body and loving to yourself in the way that you're paying for that experience with love, with 
resting in God with resting in expansion. I don't even know how we, how did we even get here? Okay, let me think for a second. I don't know, but I want to take this a different way. I want to take this into social media and advertisements and movie stars and top models and the cosmetic industry and fucking filters. Quit. Can we stop with the filters? I promise you, you will never see me post my face with a filter. I cannot even stand. Sometimes when I take pictures and send them, they automatically get filtered. I'm like, how the fuck? Let me see my wrinkles. Can we stop pretending that wrinkles and that marks on the face, beauty marks, mean less than? The filters look disgusting. It makes me want to vomit. Can you see how much meaning I'm placing? Yeah. Uh, ultimately, it's absolutely meaningless. But the fact that so many women, I'm just going to use women because I haven't seen very many men using filters. The fact that so many women can't even show their face on their own page without putting like a blemish remover or a filter that makes them appear a certain way over top of what's really there shows me where our self-acceptance and self-love lies. We're paying for that experience. Every time we use a filter, we're paying for the paradigm that we are not enough. Every single time. No, I'm just doing it because I think this one looks cute. It makes me look more tan. No. Don't kid yourself. You're paying for the paradigm that natural beauty is not enough. Aren't we sick of this paradigm yet? Aren't we sick of caking our lar largest organ with a skin-colored tone to hide wrinkles, blemishes? Do you know what? Okay, obviously this is turning into my trigger rant. I will be done in a second. I'm seeing more and more women on Instagram that have a shitload of followers speaking about natural, authentic beauty that have fake boobs and get Botox and cake their face in makeup. So I use that as a mirror for just myself because it's like every time I see hypocritical contradictions externally, I come back and then I remember, oh yeah, I make choices every single day that aren't in alignment with how I would desire myself to live. And I've gone over this before. Single-use products, I still buy things in plastic. When I forget my bags, I buy a plastic fucking bag. I am not as mindful about where my trash is going, where all my products are that I'm buying from. I'm using an iPhone and I know what that supports. I'm using gasoline for my car. Like I'm aware that I make choices that aren't in alignment with how I would desire fully showing up as a human. But every time that we do that, that we speak of natural, okay. What are we paying for with our awareness, with our energy? And I think that that industry is massive telling women, telling men they're less than. Buy these outfits, look this way, get Potox. Oh, you have wrinkles. Oh shit. 
dye your hair? What if we just let our bodies be bodies? I get their avatars. Here's a paradigm. They're just avatars. We can just do what we want. I think I know two people who, when they share about that, I can feel the authentic frequencies coming from them. And I, I'm blown away by one of them. They're at a point where they're authentically playing with their avatar because it's like part of their um, expression and it's not masqueraded as, no, this is part of my expression, but deep down, it's really like, I'm self-conscious. I want to appear pretty in this way. This is what I label pretty as, you know? You can feel the difference if, well, yeah, if you really tune in. So as a society on social media, we're paying for a paradigm with our awareness and our energy, with what we're collectively feeding together, with all of our awareness and energies. Gosh, can you imagine if we all like generated a grid to feed with our awareness, how quickly the collective could change? How quickly the collective could change? But it seems like where the majority of our energy, our awareness is feeding is how to strengthen our own unique individuality, our own specialness. How do I best show up and serve with my gifts, with my, it's all an individual expression. And again, this whole podcast is to me. This is, I'm literally speaking to myself. And if anyone else resonates with that, cool. But these podcasts are for me. <laughs> and I'm just blown away that other people message me that they get something from them. Where am I paying my awareness? Do you know where the majority that of my awareness goes? I sense and feel so much in my body that if my mind is not super aligned, it's a whole journey for me. So the majority of what I pay for in my experience is hyper-focused on the body in its sensations. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling that. Oh, what is that? Oh, I smelled a woman's perfume and now I fucking like can't even think straight. Chemicals, like all of that. It's just like, it throws me off. I've become so sensitive that it's challenging to be in the world. So I realized I'm paying for this experience. So what I'm working with right now is despite what bodily reactions may occur from experiencing a sense or a smell or some type of sense, I will anchor the majority of my awareness into that which I'm paying to experience, which is everything we're talking about, right? It's holding the frustration that we're talking about in the beginning of this podcast. Oh, I'm, I woke up frustrated. All the reasons why. It's holding that and generating that which I desire to experience. Super challenging when bodily sensations, not just bodily sensations of emotion, but physical manifestations, bumps popping up on the body, a mark popping up on the body, 
How do we anchor it in then when we have such evidence that it's physical? Not some black belt level shit. That's where I'm working and playing in right now. Black belt level shit. What pathway do I want to choose in this moment? Is it in fear or is it in love? Is it in ego or is it in God? The majority of the time I operate in the realm of ego. Even if I'm like in contentment and happiness. But there's such a unique sensation when I'm in the realm of God. <laughs> my highest, most realized version of self. It's like anything could come my way and I am unfuckwithable. I'm just resting in peace and expanse. That's when I'm in that space. I'm like my body could fucking dissolve into the earth now and my spirit would still be chilling here so content so content and at peace it's in the realm where we are not our bodies we are not our ego identity we are peace eternal and we can pay for that awareness to anchor in with our energy and our mindset or we can pay for the other <laughs> And we're seeing a world that has been paid for with the other. Separation, fear, lack, self-preservation, ego identity. But what would become possible if we all switched and fed the other paradigm? Holy shit, the possibilities are endless, 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 endless. And this ties in with magnetizing over manifestation, you know, um, if we can anchor in our belief and our knowing and we're paying for that paradigm with our awareness, we're paying attention, then it can drop into our reality because we're already exuding that vibration of no separation, no distance. Do you know what I mean? If you don't know what I mean, I'm going to save that for another podcast because I don't feel to dive super deeply into belief knowing how those mathematical frequencies and equations are exactly what we plug in and generate in our field to bring that which we desire to us. We're paying for it already to show up in our field with our attention and our awareness. And it supersedes this more dense realm where it's linear, A plus B equals C. So I work really hard, I make the money, I go to the store, I pay for the object, and then it comes to me. That's one realm to live in. Or you can anchor in a different realm of I align with my knowing through belief. And from residing in that frequency and vibration, that which is meant for me is drawn to me. I've been experiencing that a lot lately. But I've been noticing that my turnaround rate is like a two-month time frame. Two-month time frame. I mean, it's either instant or it's two-month time frame. Instant in the sense of like immediately or within a few hours. I have that happen all the time. Instant manifestation, instant magnetization. Um, or it's a few, a two-month, which is a really interesting cycle to observe. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm just learning it more and more. I guess I'm paying for that paradigm. <laughs> subconsciously what are we paying for subconsciously with our awareness so we pay our phones 
more money than we pay anything else if we are using money in the terms of attention. What else? How much money, I'm going to say money in the terms of awareness, are we paying? How many dollars of awareness are we paying to keep a partner existing in a specific paradigm and seeking evidence why they're that? See, he did it again. He's this. You're literally paying for that paradigm. I'll just dive into this for a second here. Uh, one of my clients, hee hee, I love you. I know you're probably listening. Um, and I love to use you uh, like always as my examples. You're s it's so fun. So we were using a, a simple, tiny little example. It's not a deal, a big deal at all. None of them are big deals because they're not hierarchical, but we use this example as a way to get the brain and the body to understand the framework and to anchor in that awareness. So her husband, you know, always, you, once you say you always, then you know you're fucking bringing in a whole world from the past and you're paying for that reality with your awareness and you keep gathering more evidence to continue buying that reality. So she said he never puts his clothes in the laundry basket. He puts them all over the floor and she's frustrated with how do I get him to stop throwing them on the floor? Like he's wrong. You know, she wasn't saying it like that at all, but you can insert self here. Take a moment. Insert self. Your partner doesn't do blank, even though you ask him or her to. Your friend doesn't do blank. Your boss, whatever it is. Insert self here. You can make them wrong and pay for that paradigm, which a lot of us love it because we get to be the victim and we love being the victim. It feels so good and juicy. It does. So... Or if you authentically wanted to take responsibility, you could pay for a new reality. So we were talking about how can I get him to do this thing? It's like, okay, take responsibility, come inwards. What's a new paradigm? The new paradigm is I would like to see this result happen. So how can I support my partner? Obviously, my partner has a neural network that's firing in a certain way. And I know that it takes effort to shift into a new, to generate new neural pathways. Remember, a new foundation of a new house. It takes effort. It takes repetition to strengthen new neural pathways. It's not quote unquote easy. It's not a fucking skip in the park, people. Sometimes it feels like moving through a bed of mud, swimming through mud. So I can see that. So instead of paying for the paradigm where he's always wrong and I'm the victim because he doesn't care and he doesn't do this. How can I shift to a more empowered timeline, maybe one in God a little bit, where you just view him through the eyes of love, him or her, and you support, hey, we had an agreement to put our clothes in the basket and I can see that it's potentially I'm creating a story that it's potentially challenging for you to meet that. And I get it. Establishing new habits and patterns is not the easiest. How can I best support you in, in getting this new habit down? How can I support you? Can I remind you? Can we move the basket somewhere else? Maybe we can put notes on the wall to start. How can you make it into a fun game where they're not wrong? It's your need that you're wanting met. So how can you partner with them 
instead of paying for the paradigm where they're wrong, you're the victim, they're the perpetrator, even something little like that. I asked my partner to wash the dishes 10 times. They didn't. They don't care about me. They da 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 da. No, it's not even about you. How often do we instantly make things about us because someone else shows up a certain way? They're literally just showing up in ways that are about them, but we love to make it about us. And then we pay for that paradigm, literally paying for it. I'm buying this ex existence. Woo! So fun. So I'm super stoked because I've chosen to start buying a reality that I would like to experience and to see. And so I shifted up my life. And right now I'm in Southern California, but I'll be back in Nebraska in a few weeks. And I'm buying my reality, which is gardening, a huge ass garden, tending to the land, making pottery, making every single dish and utensil that we use in the home. Walking with my basket through the cedar trees and all the abundance of medicinal wild plants growing, picking that which wants to be used and made into tinctures and balms and stripping down naked and floating down the river, picking juniper berries and sage and making essential oils and then making the vials that the essential oils go in, doing laundry, cleaning the kitchen, all things that I do now, but that I've gotten pretty far away from. I'm anchoring it in now in the moment, but what my soul is ready to buy as experience is tending a home and tending to my soul in my inner child. What is my inner child? How does she want to express? My goal is to be so present with the moment. There's no more separation. I don't know how long it will take me to get to that goal because I'm speaking to that from time, but that's my baseline that I'm striving to stand upon where I just rest in God because that's the space of God. My soul has been calling me to create this world for a while. And of course, I tended to garden in Costa Rica. Well, I didn't the last year and a half, but there's a river there. There's nature to be present with. It's not a destination. It's a, a space that can be anchored in now. But there's something about creating an entire life that comes from the soul, not from the head, for me. And that's what this life is that I'm paying for. feel so calm, relaxing. My nervous system is like, shoo, we're home. Home within ourself, which I always have been, but I shift and operate into a system that believes it's separate quite often. Protection, defense, fear. The please love me paradigm versus I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> oh, you're finger pointing at me? Oh, I love you. Gosh, that's one that I work with the most when someone's pointing their finger at me, especially when they're saying so that I did something that I didn't. That gets me the most. That gets me fired up the most. And then I'm not in the realm of, of 
consciously resting in God. I'm consciously identified with the ego and protection and defense. That's the big one that I'm working with at the moment. <laughs> Sweet little cutie likes to take it personally. But when I can just love the one inside that feels a trigger and address it accordingly. Mm. Yeah. That's the sweet spot. Every moment is as beautiful and magical and peaceful as the last. And actually the moments that are, could potentially stir us up the most, that could shake our, rattle our chains the most, that's our greatest opportunity to practice. Can one rest in God in that peace, in the open palm, fluid contentment when one gets a flat tire and is late? When one was looking forward to go somewhere and it was canceled? When a friend cancels a commitment with you? When someone calls you a name? In those moments, when you're given evidence on a silver platter, what does one choose? What paradigm is one paying for? What are we paying for as a society? Not just with our dollar, but with our awareness, the dollar of our awareness. What are you paying for with your awareness? What experience are you buying with your awareness? Where awareness goes, energy flows. If you are paying for thoughts every day, that's where your energy is flowing. If you're wondering why you're exhausted, but your mind thinks all day long, ding, 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 you may not notice it because you're paying for an override with coffee with stimulants, when one wakes up and they're physically exhausted, that's this natural state. It's like, no, no, let's kickstart it with coffee. In order for the culture or the United States, I'll use as an example, how it's been created from separate self, in order for that to be sustained, there has to be five coffee shops on every corner. There has to be. How would this co how would this society be sustained without coffee or matcha? Take away all the coffee shops, all the matcha, all the stimulants and see what happens. Jeremiah was reflecting with me on um how once you s begin a project from coffee, when you're off coffee, the majority of the time you don't even authentically want to do it. <laughs> he recently quit coffee and he's noticing that there are projects that he started that he has zero interest in anymore. Because when we, I've noticed for myself, and it was like this for me with cacao too, but when I drink a stimulant, it creates a whole other energetic framework to operate in my system. And then it fuels and fires actions that I show up for that feel inspiring yes this 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 that oh I did this I did that the illusion of progress right 
And then at the end of it, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm exhausted. Or if I go two days without coffee, then I'm realizing, oh, my gosh, that's not authentic to me. And then it's like I have to have coffee to continue operating in that system because it's not fully authentic with my soul's expression. It's a whole other grid work that's playing out that requires a certain frequency in order for it to be operated in. The space of God I'm talking about is peaceful. It's like resting upon a breeze. I know you can't see a breeze, but you just ride it. It's like being a drop of water in the ocean. You just ride, 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 ride through the tides of life. You want to know the fucking scariest, craziest, most liberating thing? That paradox. Craziest, scariest, most liberating. The more I let go of my graspings and reside in the realm of God and consciously choose that and pay for that paradigm with my awareness and my energy and my actions. But where awareness goes, energy flows in the form of thoughts, frequency, actions. The more I shift into the realm of God, the more I realize I'm not doing shit and that's scary. Because then it's like, oh my God, is there really no me? But I'm really attached to there being a me. The more that I truly am just the observer of my human and that my human literally is just doing all the things. And it's illusion of choice. And within the illusion of, illusion of choice, it's illusion of progress. But we do have choice when we're in a different paradigm. But when we reside in God fully, the more and more I'm there, because it used to be just in little tiny bits. Except, side note, when I talked about in my one podcast, I don't remember which one it was, when I lived out of my vehicle and I would just think something that would drop in, I was in God that whole time. That's the longest I ever remained in one stint in God. But since then, I've gotten into some fucking fear. So that's what I'm um, unraveling now because I've created an identity that's entangled in um, the fear of, and it tries to protect. It's all of these things. So the more that I resist in God, I realize I'm just following a flow, a knowing of what steps to take. And from that space, things arise for me to serve, create this project and serve this way. Here's a one-on-one -on -one client that popped into your field. I literally just took on two more that just came in. I didn't search for them. Like, you authentically know what to say yes to and what to say no to. And it's not a striving to create. You're just the, w I'm just the witness of my human. And in that space, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not really doing anything. I can let go of the illusion that I'm creating this. When you're in the, the realm of ego, even pairing ego with that realm of God, it's that's another phase. <laughs> it really is. And that's when you realize I'm quantum and I can fucking create whatever I want. That's when I created the 80 grand in three months for the land. But then there's another one where you surrender even that. And you literally just watch your human. And you follow what is authentically magnetizing you towards that. But it's a dissolution of self with a small s.
Mm, that's the scariest thing because we think that we're real. Yep. So I'm just taking away what reality am I paying for? What paradigms am I paying for? What neural pathways am I paying for? Do you know that the companies in our phone with the ads, they get paid for like how long people look at them and click on them. Like how long we pause on the ads, we're literally paying them. They get paid because of our awareness. So that's why the algorithms, one of the reasons why the algorithm, not the algorithms, our phones record our data. They're listening to our keywords and keywords that we search. It's not a secret anymore. If that still sounds woo-woo to you, it's literally in like clearer and clearer print every time they release new policies, these social media programs that they listen to us for keywords because then they give us ads that pertain to us because we're more likely to pay for them with our attention by looking at them for a few moments. So they're literally monetizing off of our awareness. But the thing is, everything in physical form comes through with awareness first. Awareness on some realm. And then we feed that with our energy and we generate it into physical form. So we're living in a world that was co-created with our energy, with our attention, with our awareness. We can invest in a new paradigm if we'd like. But again, it takes first meeting that resistance when you're used to writing with your right hand it's takes effort to begin writing with your left hand it's easier to just write with your left your right hand so it takes repetition meeting yourself in that space showing up even when it's challenging to generate the new neural pathways to keep paying for the same pieces with awareness to strengthen and forge a whole new paradigm of being. So invitation to play with this. When you move through your day to day, you catch yourself in a certain frequency operating system, thinking, feeling loop, maybe think, okay, I'm buying this experience right now. How can I shift it and not shove down what's authentic to you, but shift. Say your boss always yells at you and you would like a, I know I use this example a lot. It's just easy, quote unquote. Your boss yells at you all the time. So you're, you never say anything and you just bitch about it. You're paying for that experience. Maybe you become the victim and oh, I'm the da, 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 da. So you shift out. Obviously there's benefits to being the victim. So it takes something to shift out feel the one inside that's like, okay, yeah, this isn't okay. How my boss is talking to me and then pay for a new paradigm where you are in your fucking power and you go up to your boss and you say, Hey, the way that you're speaking to me doesn't work for me. Can we co-create a way of talking to one another where maybe we don't cuss or use these certain words? You can even go as far as I'm creating a story that you don't respect me. And I know that's not true at all. So I'd really love to get that clear so we can have a cohesive workplace and way of relating. Can you 
pay for the paradigm where you are in your power and you speak your truth? Can you invest in yourself in that way? Or do you want to keep paying for the paradigm where you're the victim and you don't speak up and your boss is an asshole and you don't do anything about it and you just live that life? It, choice is yours. Choice is yours. And then maybe even if you shift even more into God, all of that just falls away and a new pathway opens up all on its own. <laughs> Who knows? What world, what reality are you investing in today? Where is your awareness going? When I'm resting in God, it's fully in the present moment. A practice of that, join my Patreon, try my classes. It supports that. Getting us shifted into our senses, into expansive awareness, so we can carry that throughout all of our days because that allows us to shift into the observer. Expand into the moment. Instead of becoming the contraction. So there's tools that can support us in shifting there. What tools do you have to support you in shifting? Shifting out of believing that you are a certain experience or that you are the victim. You're the victim to life. You're the victim to experience. You're the victim to da 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 A, B, C, D, E, whatever evidence you have. Or you can shift to creator paradigm. Or surrender paradigm. But that's a sneaky one because that exists a lot within victim paradigm. It's like, oh, I'm just going to surrender it. But not really because one is truly surrendering it, but because one is too afraid to speak his or her truth and too afraid to shift out of victim. So pretends they're surrendering it, but it's not being surrendered at all. It's like another layer of victim. Defeated victim. What reality are you backing with your most precious resource, your awareness? <sighs> I'm going to definitely carry that through my day, through my life. Get tattooed to my forehead every time I look in the mirror. Where's your awareness? What are you paying for? Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Well, would you look at that? It's the bell. The chime. Let's go ahead and take a deep breath together. Hold. And with sound, let it go. Thank you for tuning with me today. Hope to see you next time. I don't know how I'll see you, but I hope to receive you. You're listening. I think my next one will be on death. Let's see. Alrighty. Go out and pay for the world that you wish to experience starting now where's your thought at now what are you thinking now <laughs> what are you buying now 
<sighs> None of it is wrong. Remember that. None of it is wrong.